Uh, All right, I guess we're going to start the show from here. <laughs> I think we got to put that on there. Uh, all right. My name is David. This is my brother, Ray, and we are Preachers from the Bleachers. And once again, here we go. So we're going to be talking about a lot tonight, uh, but just to let you know, we're here every week. Uh, we're here on YouTube, or you can find us on anchor.fm slash Preachers from the Bleachers, and also on Spotify. Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. There you go. So, uh, again, if you would like to leave us some comments, we'll respond to those. If there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, just leave us the comments, and we'll, uh, we'll get with you. So tonight we're going to talk about the NBA, that the Bucks and Lakers lose their openings. The number one seeds lost. <laughs> Are they in trouble? Is Steph Curry worth his shoe contract that he just got with uh, Under Armour? Uh, NFL, Jerry McCoy ruptured his quad, and the Cowboys promptly cut him. Speaking of the Cowboys, Des Bryant is trying out for the Ravens. Does he have anything left in the tank? Uh, Major League Baseball, Fernando Tatis, uh, Tatis Jr. Uh, smacked a grand slam on a 3-0 count with a 10-3 lead in the eighth inning. Um, does that violate unwritten rules of baseball? And then all about the Benjamins, comedians version. Yeah. So here we go. Straight away to the hot hand. Bucks lose their opener to eight seed Orlando. Lakers lose to Portland. Are they salt? Salt. <laughs> Both of them salt. S O F T. I say it again. They salt. That's a, that's all it is, man. I've been saying the Bucks is soft. I didn't say the Lakers are soft, but I got to be consistent. If you lose until, hmm, let me rephrase. Anthony Davis was soft, shooting eight for twenty. I ain't gonna call the whole Lakers squad out. But I'm calling out Anthony Davis, Chi-Town's finest. Me being a, a man born and raised in the great city of Chicago, I got to call it like I see it, brother. You out there 0 for 5. You can't score 21 in the first half, bro. Scoring inside and outside and then get to the to the second half and be like, oh, I'm a three-point shooter. No, right. dog. He thought he was no. done, man. I scored my 21. I'm finished. No, dog. No. I need more. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I will say this about Portland, though. They got healthy through that big break, through the COVID-19 break, and they got some players back. And I did, when I was in Vegas last year, I did put money on Portland to win the NBA championship this year. So if they beat got, the Lakers, yep. You got a ticket right now to say Portland winning. I, I do have that. All right, then. It's an adrenaline. Now, I'm, I'm for Portland. <laughs> so the odds got to be way against yeah, that right yeah. now. Yeah, I really want Portland now. <laughs> so Dame, Dame has lit the world on fire since he got to this bubble. His bubble must have had a bunch of gasoline on it, and he struck a match, and now it's on fire. So, well, he's killing it in this bubble. You think Dame doing something different? He's, he's, it's uh, no, he's always been good. Don't get me wrong, but he's elevated that. I mean, he. He's been scoring 50-point games, 40-point games. I mean, he's out of the last eight games. He's done that three or four times, something like that. So I, I see what you're saying, but the yeah. guy we seeing in the – the difference is you played eight games in the bubbles, and, and you got to see it six, yeah. seven games, right? But yeah. I'm saying normally throughout the season, you probably get 10, 10, or, 10 or 12 of those bubble-like games, if you will. Over so, the stretch, I mean, he, he's averaging 30 or 40 something points. I, I didn't look at the average. So, yeah. you know, he, does, he doesn't I, do that during the regular season, uh, over a whole I, season. But, yeah. 
I'm saying for a 10 or 12, 15 game stretch, yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for this know. sample size, I mean, it's he's on fire. So, uh, so Portland, like I said, I took him at the beginning of the season uh, to, I didn't know how, how well they do. I just knew they had a good team and they were hurt most of the season and now they're getting healthy and they've come on and done really well. So that is how Melo when you put, when you made that bet. That's right. And he doing, by the way, Melo doing a good job of just, you a big name player. Obviously you at the back end, but when it's time to hit a big shot, we already, you've done it a thousand times. (laughs) Here you go. Drain buckets. I mean, it's it's like shooting a free throw with nobody there. Well, there is yeah. nobody there. But <laughs> I'm just saying it. I mean, he has taken the big shot repeatedly, and now that's all he's doing. He done turned into Robert Orr. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that makes it worse for uh, the Bucks to lose Orlando is that Aaron Gordon wasn't even in that game. Aaron Gordon did not play for Orlando. <laughs> they same still beat the Bucks. I told yeah. you. I told you the Milwaukee Bucks were soft. Yeah, I told you the only dog, the only real dog, and I, I mean now people say dog, they they mean somebody that's you know a beast. Yeah, and I ain't saying that Bledsoe is a beast. Giannis is a beast. I'm just saying Bledsoe being the individual, the man, can't be pumped. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's not. We're not talking about basketball. We talk about your manhood. If you, I mean, one of the things that I liked about last night's game. With, with Portland and the Lakers, they actually played defense. It was actually physical. People getting fouls, raking elbows. and th- Hey, man, I was all about la- yesterday's game. Even though I was rooting for the Lakers, I was happy to just watch what I consider to be basketball. Yeah, and they Portland's did tough. that. Yeah, and I'm, the, and I'm saying to you, last week, week four last, today, tomorrow, and in the future, Milwaukee Bucks cannot take that kind of physicality when they go see Miami, if they make it that far, when they go see Miami, that's what they're going to be looking at, bro. And I don't, I don't know. Portland, I mean, Orlando didn't even get tough with them. They just soft. They got behind and realized didn't somehow they forgot this is a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that they were tough all season, but they were good all season. In the bubble, they looked terrible. They So, you know, when the bubble started, I took Milwaukee to come out of the East and, you know, that's my pick. I have, to, I stuck, I stick with it. But, uh, if, you know, if I were to choose today, I'd say probably Toronto, but, but we'll see. I took Miami. That didn't look that great. Yeah. I took, I took Miami. So moving on, Kristaps Porzingis got ejected the other night on some weak, weak ass technical foul stuff. Even LeBron, LeBron chimed in and said that was a weak ejection. Dirk chimed in. You know, Dirk ain't yeah. no talker. Yeah. <laughs> so I might get his Mavericks, but that dude don't talk trash. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so I mean, the the officiating in that game was was very poor in general. There uh, there were at least three uh, calls that the Mavericks could have won challenges on. So I'm I'm not complaining about the you know, but but here Porzingis needs to know he shouldn't have been doing that because he already had a technical foul on him. He should just walk away. They weren't scrapping they weren't about to throw punches that mm-hmm. no they were just talking mm-hmm. so chris Stapps porzingis is not luka Doncic. that's no. for sure yeah but i don't care if it had been the 12th man that was not worthy that you don't even throw the water boy out for that dude. i agree it's just agree. Wasn't, it wasn't t- bro if that if that officiating cue a crew 
was doing the Portland game and Lakers last night. Oh my gosh! And half the squad would have been kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, be like that. That was not, that was nothing. I agree. That was not. First of all, let me give props to to uh, Crip Stop Porzingis for not being a punk. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I agree so with you that too. Always, should always be there for your teammates. But be aware of your situation and know that you're the second best guy on the team and don't get your butt kicked out. And one, the first technical he picked up shouldn't have been a technical either. Because first, that was one of the challenges they could have won. He blocked that shot. And then two, he wasn't waving at the official. He pumped his fist in the other direction from the official. So it should not have been a technical foul. But uh, it ain't going to help. It ain't going to help in the first game, but I'm pretty sure the NBA will rescind that second technical. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to help much. It ain't going to help. And so, I mean, it's a game, it's a game they could have won. Yeah. So this brings my question up. Should, should you get to keep your challenges if you win your challenge? Like the Mavericks could have won three of those challenges, like I said. Mm-hmm. So if they if so they're not afraid to challenge the first one because they know they're going to win. Right. You know, they're keeping it because, oh, I might need it later on when it's really crucial. Right. If you know you're going to win it, take that challenge. So I think they ought to get a, to be able it to keep that challenge until they lose. It's not even a question. You should be able yeah. to challenge all day. You got one challenge. It's a, it don't even make common sense. It's a challenge. I won. Why should I lose it? That yeah. don't even make sense. <laughs> like, so that ain't even uh, up for discussion. If yeah. you, if you, it don't even make sense. I can't even, I can't even comprehend the thought process of me winning something but yet still losing yeah because that's that's ultimately what you did yes (laughs) no so but they did win another challenge later on so which got them nothing so anyway yeah they should be able to keep that challenge until they lose so moving on next uh gordon hayward is out again what was that due to the celtics nothing nothing Since, hey man, uh, I like I like Gordon Haywood, but he got hurt when he got hurt when he left Utah. Yeah, he was. I'm not gonna say superstar, but he was on the brink of being a yeah. superstar. They was banking on what he was gonna do in the future, and it looked like he was on that upward trajectory to get to that point. But then the injury it, it just set him back, and then they were already listen. Jason Tatum came to ball. He walked yeah. in the NBA blocking LeBron's shot, right? So, you know, when you get a, a guy that young, taller than you, bigger than you, probably just as quick, maybe a little quicker. He can do everything you could do. You were supposed to have been the number one on this squad. They just, Boston just kept on moving. Now it's Jason Tatum's squad. And we just really need you to be a, a three or maybe a fourth option. So I don't think it it, it hurts. It hurts anytime you don't have your full complementary uh, uh, players, or your full roster, but it hurts, but not to the point where it lessens their chances of, of, of winning a title. They title Their title chances is still the same. Yeah, I agree, because they got plenty of guys that can hit shots, and they're just going to redistribute the ball a little bit more it instead of Hayward getting that. gets more minutes. That's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. They need, you know what I mean? Putting a tough guy, I, I'm gonna stay with the tough thing. It, the whole theme of the show is gonna be tough versus soft. But, right. <laughs> but a, tough, a tough dude on the floor is not gonna hurt you. Marcus Smart is not, you know, what I mean, he ain't the best player in the world. He just makes winning plays. Yeah, he's a good defender too. He's a good defender. He just make winning plays. Yep. 
So the Rockets won without Westbrook. So and they don't even have a timetable for his return, but they can probably get through the first round of the playoffs without him. Is I that shock that they won? No. I mean, they play no, in Oklahoma I mean, City. Oklahoma City ain't got enough. Right, you're right. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of a thing. I don't know when Westbrook's going to be back. They don't know when Westbrook's going to be back. But I, for the for the first series, I don't think he's necessary anyway. He don't bring us. back. I don't bring him back till we lose one. <laughs> well, I don't know. In, in this bubble, you could lose one. So, and when we lose one, I bring him back. But fine, if he's but I, ready, right? If he's ready right now, we it, it, there's no home court day. So you yeah, ain't worried about all of that, right? No. So it's not like, hey, you know, you ain't got to worry about the travel. So he don't have no, you know, sitting on the airplane, knee hurting, whatever the injury is. You ain't got to worry about all that. You're sitting in one of the nicer hotels that the country can offer. So you ain't worried about a, a good, nice rest. If we winning, I don't need you. I ain't got to play you. Like, if he's ready right now, I ain't playing him in game two. What's the point? Well, Let's make sure you're 100% healthy. Even if they lose game two, I still sit him for the first series. I think they'll get through that series with no problem. So I'd, so I'd sit him for the full. You don't want to play six. Series. If you can get yeah. Oklahoma out of there in five, get them on out of there in five. <laughs> I mean, like, I ain't gonna, I ain't not gonna mess around and play a seventh game trying to keep them healthy. I'm just yeah. saying, as soon as I lose, Russell Westbrook will be back. Let All me right. give you all something else to worry about. Because right ready. now you make you making adjustments. The other team making adjustments right now without Russell Westbrook. The second they lose and he come back in, that's a different adjustment. Changes the game in a lot of ways. <sighs> now we can play with our full complementary of players, and we can, I mean they can move on from that. I ain't I ain't bringing them back till he till he till we lose one, which right. which could be tomorrow. But <laughs> but I don't think so. But yeah. All right. Orlando did. So it's possible. That's true. <laughs> Anything goes in the bubble. Uh, so the draft lottery is tomorrow night. Uh, we'll see who gets what. Bulls number one. No, no, man. No, we're no. gonna have we're gonna have more about number. It one could pick. happen. It could be. It, it could happen. happen. But I mean, like, I don't even want the number one pick. Ain't nobody really worthy. I mean, you know how Pelicans got number one last year, and they you know had how no I feel business. about number one picks and what yeah. I need to do. So, <laughs> so, so I, ain't nobody in this group worthy of a number one pick. No, I don't want no, 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 no. I'm fair enough. That's that you know of. That you know of. Somebody could come out and just just destroy it. You don't know. Very possible. It could could happen. Who knows? But the draft combine is going to go virtual, so I guess they're going to just do. Like have uh, guys that have entered the draft sort of do uh, doctor's visits and all that physicals and all that stuff in their own towns. And I guess they're going to do interviews over the Internet. And I don't know how they're going to do workouts and stuff. I guess you're going to yeah, have to. Yeah, that's, that's why I got that look on my face. Like, what do you mean virtual? They, they, that's like what I, they're talking so about. Are they going to be on video like me and you are right now? And they'd be like, let me see you shoot a layup. <laughs> well, no, I would imagine what they're going to do is they're going to fly a coach to each of these towns for guys they're looking at. So if you got the number five pick, you're going to be looking at maybe four or five different guys. You probably send a coach out there and hey, do this, do that. And, you know, you know, you're sitting in the bleachers and he's he's on the court with the ball. Somebody passing it to him. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. You, send a, you don't need to send nothing but a doctor, man. Combines are, right. are kind of overrated. Let, look so, at the tape. Look right. at his film. What I mean, unless you're looking at a guy 
from a Division II school or or a low mid major. You know, what I mean, if you're looking at somebody at Weber State and you're trying to draft the next Damian Lillard, you might need to go look at him. <laughs> but but um, the guy I want for my boys, Ob Top, you don't need the, you don't need the, the guy from Memphis. You know, and, 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 and I can't even think of his name right now. They don't need, they don't need. All they need is a physical and watch the tape. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, some of these guys like to see him. Hey, how do you shoot? How do you shoot under pressure? Can you move left? Can you move right? Do all that. I, I know some of that's going to be in the tape, but you're not going to get full tape. What pressure? Is it really pressure? If I'm going, ain't no, ain't no. I do not have Marcus Smart DM me up. No, with five seconds left to shoot. That's pressure. Me shooting in the gym and y'all watch. Maybe I'm just a different dude. Pressure don't exist until there's really something on the line. Really? Maybe your draft position is on the line. Maybe you could go from two to ten if you have well, a bad. But I'm still gonna be drafted. Well, but you know, there's the pressure of oh my god, somebody's watching me for my draft stock. So how do they respond to that kind of stuff too? Yeah. It, it, it counts. I mean, it, it counts. It, it's, it's some pressure, but if that if that pressure makes you fold, I can't even draft you. <laughs> like you ain't even draftable. There you go. You learned something from that, then. You know, like, oh, I don't want this cat. No. So, okay, here, here we're gonna have a big discussion right here. You ready? Steph mm. Curry shoe deal. Is he worth his deal? No, man. No. <laughs> so you're saying that like shoe deal, he's not I, getting a shoe deal. Uh, he already has a shoe deal. He's right. getting his own brand. Okay. So it's under armor, and then it's gonna be Steph Curry. I, what are they gonna call it? Like, I think that, first of all, he getting the same deal that Michael Jordan got. Maybe not as lucrative, but whatever the case might be, Brand Jordan is actually made by Nike. But you see what I'm saying? And Michael owns a big percentage of it or, or <clears throat> most of it or however that works. Yeah. They're going to do the same thing. Hey, man, nothing about the reason why I believe Curry should not get this deal or is not unworthy of that. He can get what he want. I ain't going to begrudge no man his money. But Michael personifies off the court, you know, style. Michael was wearing suits and was clean long before David Stern said, hey, man, y'all got to put the suit jacket on. Michael, I mean, even his gym clothes was cold, man. Like, like he was selling apparel before he got brand Jordan. He just exudes style. Steph Curry don't exude nothing but jumpers. Like it doesn't. Like it doesn't. No, I love. I love Steph Curry. No, this whole thing is about you don't like him. Why you always be saying what I don't <laughs> like? Because it he is. Doesn't have style. He does. That's you ever, you ever seen him when he, he's dressed up he playing like golf, man? He looks sick. Oh my god! Have you seen Michael Jordan dressed up playing golf oh, before oh, he got? I'm not comparing him to Jordan. Comparable. We're talking about Paris. We're talking about Paris fashion runway versus in the hood fact. That dude does not have that kind of clout from a style. style standpoint. What did he? He can't sell me nothing. Like there's nothing about Steph Curry. Like Russell Westbrook style. That dude can give sell some clothes. Not Steph. This is shoes, Her. not clothes. It's sh that's where you're not understanding. It's not it's just shoes, okay, so but but it's Under Armour. No shoes anyway. It's an Under Armour. It's a bad product. Period. Uh, I disagree with that. 
I don't know if you recall, I did sell those suckers for a while. I it's a bad not play basketball in Under Armour shoes. I don't care what nobody say. You're going to lose an ankle or a knee. <laughs> like, do not play right. basketball. In I, got I, a, not, I got a pair of Under Armour shoes under this table right now. You don't put the same exertion on those shoes as they do. I would. I'm, I bet you his. Maybe his shoe and his shoe only is only quite. But I wouldn't trust no no other Under Armour basketball shoes, bro. First of all, this what I and I told you this before about Under Armour back in you know maybe ten years ago, maybe when they first started, they was using the same designers. This did design some of the first Jordans to design their. They ain't got a damn clue, man. He does not. There's nothing Russell Westbrook versus versus Steph Curry when you talk about style. Which one is I'm not, better? I'm not talking about style. You're talking about style. But that's what he's getting. I'm getting a whole brand. I'm selling shoes, clothes, belts, all of it. That nothing about nothing about Steph Curry says style. When you think Steph Curry, you think basketball, you think jumpers, you think championship. When you think Russell Westbrook, you think basketball, you think um, fierce competitor, and you think stylish. No, Can't, you don't. I have never thought that about Russell Westbrook. Never. Then you you don't watch. Ever. Then you're not. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you're not watching. But I don't care what he's wearing. He's selling clothes. What you don't get what he's wearing. That's ridiculous, bro. So I had this conversation though. Oh. Uh, Cam is under the Under Armour brand. He deserved a line of clothing and shoes before Steph. Give me somebody that has some style, some flair, some panache. He ain't got none of that. You don't see him wearing his golf clothes, man. This so, but also listen, listen. It's not about. It's not even about that. Well, listen, you're, no, wait, no, 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 no. It's not. You selling clothes and about your style. Listen, man. Would you let me talk? This is what it's about. You're always talking about all these athletes that are making money for these colleges and blah blah blah. And so they deserve more and they deserve to get this and they deserve. Steph Curry has made crap tons of money for Under Armour, being the athlete that he is and the champion that he is. Therefore, he's getting equity in this company because he has made them tons of money. They are giving him his due, like you are always talking about, colleges and NCA and so giving these other athletes their due for the money they're making that company. That's what he's getting. That's what they're paying him for. I like his golf clothes, man. I think he looks pretty cool in his golf clothes, but I don't, man, I don't, you're right. I don't pay attention to style, but I like my Under Armour stuff. It's comfortable. I the the shoes that I wear when I play basketball, those are the most comfortable basketball shoes I've ever worn. So maybe you don't like them. Maybe they're they're crap. They were crap. They gotten better. I don't know. It's gonna but fail miserably. You said that years ago about them. I recall you saying that about that years ago. I said they were. I said they were one big lawsuit away from failing. They never okay. got the one big lawsuit. Okay. They had leveraged. They had leveraged so much against the future, and now they're doing it again with Steph Curry. This is the same company that offered this deal, this type of deal, to Kevin Durant, and he said no. Who's he with? He's is he with Reebok, he, Nike. He's, Who's he with? I believe he ended up signing with Nike, but they okay. didn't give him a his own brand. They just gave him part of the company, and he said no. I don't think it's going to fail. 
I think Curry's popular enough. He's going to sell a lot of clothes. Is it going to sell as much as Jordan? Is it going to sell half as much? Stop comparing to Jordan, man. Nobody's Jordan. You just compare college players. Yeah. Steph Curry. I compare what you said about players. I know, but that's idiotic because one is college, one is pro. It doesn't matter. You're saying the value. You pay them for the value that they bring to the organization. It doesn't okay. matter if it's college or pro. Pay them for the value they bring to the organization. That is what you're saying. And he has brought tons of value to Under Armour. I'm going to disagree on his value compared to the other people they have on their roster. Just just because just alone, what's the, dude, what's the dude from Plano? Golfer. I can't think of his name right now. Young oh. cat already. Bought yeah, 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 yeah. He's from Dallas. He went to Jesuit. Uh, Plano. Uh, Justin Spieth. Is that who you're talking about? Is it Justin or Jason? It's, it's Justin Spieth. He has done more for Under Armour Golf than Steph Curry. His stuff looks better. Matter of fact, he's probably wearing Spieth's line of Under Armour clothes when he goes out there. So I'm just saying they have enough. They have enough other athletes individually. They could do because you just keep bringing up golf. I'm like, mm, golfers know who Spieth is. Golfers know everything about. I'm pretty sure that golfers don't look at Curry and say, "Hey, man, this dude is a golfer and a baller. I'm gonna wear." I'm sure that they are more intrigued with what Mr. Spieth wears than they do Steph Curry. I brought up golf because you were talking about style, and I said his golf clothes are stylish. That's the only and, reason and I brought up that's all you can say, and that's my point is – Well, when you're talking about style, that's all that's I can say. the only style he has. When we're talking about style, every time you've seen Michael – you've never I'm seen – I'm not talking about style. You're talking about style. You should get a brand because of your style, not just about how much money you have made them, but how much money – that your style can bring. He doesn't have enough of it at all. There are times he looked like a bum. There are times I look better. At, I should never, ever be in a position where I look better and dress better than Steph Curry. Than Steph Curry. And there is. Dude come to the game, he looked like a damn bum sometimes. I like dude, he cool, but that doesn't inspire nobody to go buy nothing. That's why I bought my shoes. That's why I bought my Under Armors. Mm-hmm. I wanted to try them. Steph was wearing them. I wanted to try them. You just like the dude because he's nice. I don't even know him. I mean, he seems nice, I guess. There's a lot of guys that seem nice. Uh, okay, but Dave. I'll, but the Under Armour brand was coming on. I tried all the Nikes before. I tried Reeboks. I tried, so I wanted to try the, the Under Armors. And I bought them, and they were most comfortable. How, swans. how many other ballers Under Armour got on the cup? I have no idea. That's my player. I have no idea. How many? How many they got to actually play? More than I 10 have minutes. no idea. But they don't. I don't. They I don't know the number of Nike or Reebok or Adidas either. They don't. They don't. Yeah, uh, go on to the next topic, man. That so, man don't deserve no damn Michael Brand Jordan deal like that. It's about the value you bring the company. Yeah, well, if that's the case, then everybody, then it's a whole lot of people should be getting equity in companies. Well, you say that all the time. Yeah, I agree. No, you agree because of Steph Curry. No. You didn't agree about college players getting the equity. You okay. brought this up, but it's saying I mean, it's different. College players, college players are getting paid anyway. So 
The NFL, Ger Gerald McCoy ruptured his right quad and the Cowboys promptly released him. <laughs> so, but which they should have done. I mean, they had, they had a, 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 a phrase in his contract. I said, look, if you, if you have a problem with that quad, that quad or that knee that, yeah. that they could release him. And that's right. but they, he, they, he still got his $3 million. I was just going to say, hey, man, Gerald doing fine. He ain't leaving yeah. Dallas. He's still going to be part of the right. team. He's still going to take a leadership role on the team. Gerald McCoy, by all accounts, is a good dude, good family man. And I'm pretty sure he played right there in Oklahoma. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure he got a little clout. He can go up there and do whatever he want to do when he don't want to be bothered with the Cowboys. But ultimately, hey, man, this is still a, a good deal for Gerald. He got $3 million in the inch. I mean, he signed. He signed the dick because technically you can't just get rid of an injured player. So when they when they they released him, I was like, "What's that about?" Like, I mean, like, yeah. And then you you find out later that that was the In contract, contract. signed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, on the surface of things, if you don't know about the contract and all that, it looks pretty crappy. But you know. But you, you you hear about the contract and it's like yeah okay I get it and you still get three million yeah, that's, all good deal he's fine he, he you know yeah so Nick Chubb is in a concussion protocol which opens the floor for who who is your RB running back to I forget man I ain't gonna get him <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at uh I'm looking at Bryce right now out there and <laughs> for my my sleeper. See, once I throw out a, a sleeper RB2 or RB3 or wide receiver two or three, I'm, I'm out of it. So oh, I figured, Somebody else will uh, pick him up. It was Kareem Hunt, I believe Kareem it was. Hunt, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm off Kareem Hunt. Now, once I start telling people, I got to get off of that dude. I'm on to, to uh, Bryce running it's back. Just, it's, it's, sub, it's subterfuge is what it is. You just, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put these guys on that guy so they, they'll be looking at him and I'll sneak in this fellow <laughs> over here. So I don't – don't trust Ray, y'all. Don't trust him. <laughs> that's, hey, that's, man, I've got that's good. That was a the you knew it was a good RB two suggestion because you're bringing it up again. But I'm just telling people right now. Relevant. I'm just telling people right now. The running back from Stanford, Bryce, is coming. That's a that's another sleeper for y'all. Y'all can go ahead and take that one to the bank. So there you go. So Ray said, "Take Bryce." So he's not going to go after him. He wants you. No, guys not after today. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> told. I didn't told a couple people. I got. I'm just giving them away because there's so many dudes that. Yeah, I mean, my roster is is deep. I got a list. How many people I got on my running back? I got 69 running backs on my list right now. 69 running backs. I'm ready for run. That's all I draft is running back. If you don't know the Ray philosophy of draft running back. The hell with them diva wide receivers. If I only had to draft one, that's all I would take. I wouldn't even take a backup. Yep. <laughs> take a running back. 69 on my list. Like, 45 got, of them are in my top 10. And it, it, <laughs> do that, man. Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders are both on there still. Nope. 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 Emmett Smith. He's what? Smith just got divorced after all these years. Oh, did he? Ran bad. out of money. Go digging. I mean, I don't know that woman, man. I'm gonna be quiet. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Jalen Hurd, wide receiver for the Niners, will be out with a torn ACL for the season. Man, their their wide receiving core. I heard about that this week, and I was looking at their wide receiving core, and it's like uh, Tavon Austin is your lead guy. <laughs> they got JJ Nelson, Tavon Austin, uh, Jaron Brown. They just signed today. 
Mm-mm. Then so, you say 49ers? Yeah, 49ers. Who else they got? Then you say 49ers? Yeah. Hey, let me go ahead and give another one sleeper away in the fantasy football. Go ahead. Arizona State rookie. Brandon Ashuk, Asuk, Asuki. We'll get to, I don't know the name. I don't know. I don't know Bo- his last Bo- name. Boogie Woogie Asuki. Man, that wide receiver from Arizona State, man, he was already on the list. I didn't even know nothing about them injuries. He was already on my list, bro. There you go. They in good shape. From a point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can't be that hard to beat out Tavon Austin for targets. Say, man, you ain't in no trouble. You just signed George Kittle to all that money. Yeah, that's true. That that's George, your number. George Kittle's gonna be getting a lot of receptions. Your number one wide receiver, just like they used to do out there with the Patriots and Grunt. Kittle, uh, uh, George is now your number one target. Speaking as as of Patriots and Gronk, let me ask you this: Mm-mm. who who gets more receiving passing yardage this year, Brady or Cam Newton? That's a hell of a bet. I'm glad I live in Vegas. I'm gonna have to go check it out. Mm. I, man, I look at the receivers that Brady has, even at 43 years old. He's got some receivers, man. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Gronk. He's got Chris Godwin. Well, you, if you just base, I mean, you got to base it on last year. So if you figure Cam didn't play none, <laughs> and then, you know, he's having problems grasping the playbook. He oh, made a comment, he? oh, he made a comment the other day to uh, Julian Edelman. He said, this is like calculus. <laughs> Edelman's gonna have Edelman's gonna have a good year. Oh yeah, I mean don't I mean don't get me wrong because Cam can get fixated on a wide receiver and just wing it to you. Oh, if yeah. he if Edelman was three inches taller, oh he'd be looking because Cam will force it in there. If if, if once you Cam's guy, he gonna throw it to you. He's gonna right check it down, check it down a lot in the slot. That's what he's gonna do. Check yeah, it down yeah. a lot in the slot. <laughs> so right now they say Brian Hoyer looks the best out there in New England. Even better than Cam or Jared Stidham. Oh, they really? said, uh, I think out of the, somebody was counting the passes, Jared Stidham was 11 of 14 with three interceptions. Cam was 9 of 12. He had two interceptions. Well, no, and they, he was 9 of 12 with three, but the, the three that he missed were drops. They actually hit somebody's hands and they dropped them. So he looked better, better than Jared Stidham. I don't know if that's like a good thing. I still think. Once he gets this playbook down, he'll be fine. But, of course, Brian Hoyer looks better. He's been in the Patriots system before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Moving on to baseball. Here we go. Fernando Tatis hit his 3-0 Grand Slam against the Rangers with a 10-3 lead in the eighth. Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. Excuse me. Jr. Because senior wasn't as good. (laughs) No, he was not. He was not. But yeah. uh, I don't know, man. What, what do you think about this unwritten rule stuff, man? I, you know what? It, my thought is, you know what? You're 3-0. Pitch better. Play better defense. So, so as yeah. a black man living in America, the written rules don't quite work for me. So I don't give a damn about, <laughs> I don't give a damn about unwritten rules, right? Yeah. It goes against everything. So, I mean, you know, I don't coach every little, little league sport you can coach. And baseball was by far the hardest to coach. So I steal stuff from everybody. And and you may not like Barry Bonds. He may not never get in the Hall of Fame. But he said one thing that I passed on to all the little kids I coach. How many pitches it take to get a hit? One. One. And then the reality is in every at-bat, 
how many good pitches you're going to get to hit. One. So once you let that one good one go by, <laughs> now you're looking for uh, a not so good one to hit. Well, are you a good enough hitter to hit one that is not so good, right? Those strikes that are might be a strike, might be a ball that's borderline. <laughs> you hit I, this. I, there's a lot of baseball coaches that would disagree with what I'm saying. The first pitch you see, this a good pitch. You like it. See the ball, hit the ball. So I ain't trying to like, like, was the game over? Are they still keeping score? Like yes. none of that makes sense to me. I agree, like, man. Because it's not like we haven't seen teams score twelve runs in the in the ninth inning. So if you don't swing the bat and they score twelve runs in the next inning and beat you, I mean, you should have swung the bat. So was he supposed to bunt? <laughs> no, I, I he was supposed to take the fourth pitch and and uh, take a walk, I guess, or whatever. So I mean, the bases were loaded. It was three zero. So they said the coaches gave him the take sign to take a pitch and he just, he, he missed it. He didn't see it, which don't know, really know if I believe that. And it doesn't really matter, but the dude wanted to swing, swing. You're it, still playing ball out there. It's pitch baseball better. though, right? It's yeah. baseball. It, right. It, I guess what I'm trying to say when I say it's baseball, it's, it's a game. We're still playing it. 27 outs have not been recorded. Yeah. You play to win the game. I hope I don't have to say that again next week. If it's like the root, he didn't do anything outside the rules. Unwritten rules don't count. Yeah, they I, just, hate, I hate the unwritten rules of baseball, they man. Don't. I can't stand You're expecting young cats in this generation in 2020 to know something uh, <laughs> to know something about unwritten rules that were made in 1919. Get the hell out of here, man. Kids, we are not the same. We are not from the same generation. Well, you know, it's quite... I think he probably would have known about this rule. It's not, I mean, he grew up around baseball. His dad was in baseball. I think he probably knew, and and that's fine. I don't even care. Swing the bat. You're still at bat. It's your at bat. They're your it's career statistics. Seven outs left to get. That's, what that's you, right. It goes back to what you said. How yeah. do I know they're not going to come back? Yeah. I don't. You play, you play hard every play. Every, every play. So I, you don't I, want that guy to hit a. I ain't got nothing else to say, babe. Why? Why should I play less hard because you suck that day? Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. Play so hard. There's no, there's no play hard. Win. Play to win. Yeah. So, right. We're in a pandemic. If it was such a big deal, they could have just called the doggone game. Yeah. Uh, you know what? All up, we good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the pandemic there should be a run rule. Maybe in the pandemic there should be a man move. Man, come on now. This this is. The, <laughs> The unwritten rule for baseball, for anything, if it's unwritten. Like, I mean, I think it's crazy. We have people who are 40 years old that play video games every day. <laughs> so why would you expect, you know what I mean? Like, these unwritten rules, you know, 60 years ago, 40-year-old men didn't play games, period. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now we guys in their 40s. So what do you think a 20-year-old is going to do? Play I'm going to play the game. On my, uh, on, my, on my video console, when I get to the park, probably in the dugout, I'm playing a game. I'm just playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, that's what they do. 
so the Rangers pitcher and the coach got suspended after the, the pitcher threw a threw behind Manny Machado on the next pitch, which I don't know that I'd do that either. It's like, okay, I, I get it. Throwing at a it? guy. It's one of those what? unwritten rules. Another unwritten rule. But what? Yeah. But just throw it. Because they because he intentionally threw at Manny Machado. Because Tatis. That, that's, that's soft, bro. If I you agree. got a problem. I hate first, that rule. First of all, that's my teammate. You yeah. got a problem with me? Yeah. I'm a deal with me. Throw Why at you me. with this guy? He yeah. he didn't hit the home run. See how see how I silly agree. see how silly your unwritten rules is, Major League Baseball. Well, the it's one thing silly. the one thing I like about the National League is that the pitcher has the bat. I mean, it's not right now. They're doing DH all season. I hope they continue that. But in the National League, if you intentionally throw at a batter, your pitcher's got to come up eventually. Got to come up eventually. So your pitcher can get a ball right between his shoulder blades. <laughs> so it's just ridiculous. I, you don't throw at the I, next, throw at the next man, right? If you have a problem with me, I'm rounding the bases, brother. Meet me at home plate. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I, I think that whole you know, you're 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 any pitcher that throws a fastball at somebody standing there prone who has no defense against a ball coming them at ninety miles an hour or faster. That's Bush League, man. That unwritten rule is stupid. Now, I say that, and then I'd like to move on to the next bullet point here. <laughs> I believe that every team this year in 60 games should get to plunk one Houston Astro. <laughs> There's always an exception to the rule. <laughs> well, because the Astros, they're not paying for their scheme that they won a World Series with. I I and I and, and I said I think we should make a game out of this. We should make bingo <laughs> cards out of the Astro players' numbers, and then play. Up oh, up oh, twenty seven. Bingo! They That's hit Altuve. Turn. They finally hit Altuve. Woohoo! Yeah. That's your turn to get hit. That's right. <laughs> your number comes up, you get pumped. So uh, there's and that. You, so how do you win the bingo? If you get to plunk, if you get to plunk all five of the players, you you bingo. I guess if you get the whole team or, or, or yeah, I guess you can make it a smaller bingo card, like a three by three instead of a five by five. So, you know, everybody not... wasn't eating on Astros, just 95% well, of them. You can do it by base, uh, by positions. Well, All you right. can't, you got to have a free one in the middle because there's no pitcher. So catcher first, second, third, short, left, right, center. And if it's a center fielder, it gets plunk. You, you check him off. If it's a catcher that gets plunked, you check him off. So if you're a pitcher, if you're a pitcher in the in their division, if you just happen to get all nine members, you get a fifty thousand dollar bonus. Yeah, but not. I mean, not, it's not the pitcher. It's when the catcher or when when the when the other player gets when the player gets hit. It's the player that gets hit, not the pitcher. Uh, not the pitcher pitching. So I got uh, you. Okay. So anyway. But I think we should make that game. It's a bingo. It's Astros uh, Plunk and Astro Bingo, <laughs> whatever you want to call that. That's my exception to the uh, throwing. They do it. Here's some Astros. That's right. They, they, they in some way they need to pay for the. the I, cheap I mean, I mean, let's be let's be honest. I'm sure what they did is against the unwritten rules. <laughs> yeah, probably is. You think <laughs> it's way against the unwritten rules, right? All right, so next, here we go. NCAA, 
basketball is talking about moving the starting date for games to like January. Oh, well, Pac-12 already moved theirs to January 1st. They said they won't play until January 1st. Usually it's mid-November or something like that. So about six weeks. Um, so I guess other teams are looking at moving that, <clears throat> um, which makes sense. Move it out a little bit and hope to keep it alive. Just, you know, if things do start to get a little bit better. Um, Calipari said he likes the idea of having college basketball in a bubble, but man, I just, I don't think that's feasible. <laughs> it's not like pro sports. Like that's all you got to do is, is go to the, <laughs> Hey man, don't, <laughs> you, play ball today. you know, I love coach Kyle, man. I, I know, not, I, I'm not bagging on him. I'm just saying, no, that's, no, that's, no. That's coach Kyle is not, is he telling you <laughs> in so many words, it's a business. Oh yeah. He, he wants making, to play ball. He ain't making no, hey, let's just put it in the bubble. Yeah. There, I'm trying to think of who was it, who was some, some, there's a school out there, I forget, that's not going to have classes. <laughs> but they're still talking about having football. Like, I just saw it. I can't think of the school right at this moment. But wow. just knowing that, that's, they're admitting that these kids are not, student athletes, student athletes, they're athlete students, but I don't think Calipari has ever, has ever pretended that, you know what I mean? That the people that come to my university are coming, to, they're trying to go to the NBA. Like I, 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 so he ain't trying to pretend now let's do a bubble. I don't know how you do a bubble with college, but I do know that basketball, we know the bubble working in the NBA. We know a bubble will work, but even if basketball, it's just less people than football. It's less people than baseball, right? You can, it could be Coach Cal, two coaches, and we only travel with ten players. You see, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's easy to, to get up and go with thirteen people. It's easier to, to travel and wipe down seats. Whatever the whatever the requirements might be. It's a lot easier to do with 13 people than it is to try to roll out there with 40, 50, or, you know, 150. Because if your football team is 85 on a scholarship, there's probably 15 to 20 coaches, right? All the equipment, like basketball, you literally can just, we just need players, a couple coaches, and a ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so it's just, <clears throat> basket, basketball is not, it's not golf. Golf was made for quarantine. <laughs> but 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 basketball is still hot. It's not nearly as like golf. I, I can't stress that enough that it is not remotely even close to being quarantine contact, friendly. Like yeah. Golf. Right. Yeah. But it's less people, <laughs> so that makes it you know much easier to to go out and play than it is to do football. So it could be yeah. done. I don't think you need a bubble. I, I'm sure the NBA is working on this right now because December is not that far away. Yeah. And that's when they're talking about starting. What are we actually going to do about the next season? Because yeah. we can't we can't bubble. The players ain't rolling with that. They bubble for eight games in the playoffs. They're not going to bubble from December to June. Well, you know what they might do in, in NBA? And I, I just came up with this right now. <laughs> they might bubble for three or four weeks. Then go home to their families for a couple weeks. Then everybody take a COVID test and come back. And then like a week later, they come back in if they pass. And then bubble for another three or four weeks and play a bunch of games. So like, so if they start in January, we go bubble in January. 
No yeah. all-star game, take two weeks off, come back, bubble another month. Yep. Inter- intermittent bubbles. So that might, that that's, might work. Brother. That's not a bad idea. I just came up with that. I like that. Somebody got to get you a job, man. <laughs> man, so, the NBA, boy, these sports leagues be slipping on us, man. Yeah. That's, at that bump, that intermittent bubble, what'd you say? That, bump, that, that might work, Dave. That might work. The intermittent bubble. So that way they get, you know, they get some time to go home, spend with their families, do whatever it is, pay their bills, do whatever it is they need to do. Pay their bills. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, you know, everybody passes a COVID test when they come back. Quarantine for a couple of days, go into practices and play. So uh, there you go. So let's moving on. We got the off season. Now it's all about the Benjamins right now, man. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about some comedians. Who is on your comedian currency? Um, my comedian currency. Who you got? My, uh, let me see who I have on my list down. I got uh, at the dollar bill. I got the great George Carlin. I ain't gonna, right. I, just because there's NBA basketball right now. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna be long winded on this list. Okay. <laughs> at the one dollar bill, I got George Carlin. At the five dollar bill, I got a female, some more. If you don't so, know some more is, look her up on a YouTube. But when she tells you about her secrets, her secrets, her man, her woman loving a man's secrets, and she talking about the peanut butter and the banana, you'll know why she made this list, why she is number five how, on that list. How do you spell her name? How do you spell that some more? S-A-M-O-R? Think, think black. Think abonics. There you go. S-A-M-O? Even if... S O M M O R E, I think it is. All right. But even if you mess it up, if you put some O, if you put S O M O comedian, you'll get there. Right. <laughs> Number 10. Now, everybody on this, you know I mean, like, I love some more. I do. I love her. I think she's the greatest female comic to ever live. Everybody on this list is really about your stand up. It ain't about what you did in the movies and all that, even though, because movies is good. But the true measure of a comedian is you on the stage with a mic in your hand making people bust their guts. So that's why this whole list was created. So now we get to the cream of the crop. 10, Red Fox. Loved him. 20, at the $20 bill, Richard Pryor. At the 50 man, the 50 and the 20 was difficult. I couldn't believe you had Pryor that low. It was difficult because Pryor is 20. 50 is Bernie Mac, the late, great Bernie Mac. Love we still Bernie. talk about Mike, Mike in your hand. Man, it was hard, brother. It was hard. It, it was hard. It was hard to split. So I just went with Bernie Mac seeing as though he is Chi-Town's finest. So that got him an extra 30 bucks. That's your head down to the white meat. He ain't scared of you. Mother. You know what I mean? No, I love Bernie Mac. <laughs> I mean, if if this guy ain't on my hundred dollar bill, I don't know who it would be. It'd be Eddie Murphy. So that's that's my list: George Carlin, some more Red Fox, Richard Pryor, Bernie Mac, and Eddie Murphy. All right, Wait, who you got? All right, so my one dollar bill. I'll tell you how I feel about comedians first. One, I'm not a big fan of sitting down and watching stand up. I do it sometimes. There's a lot of people I've watched. But I don't like people that are like 
really nasty and, and and all that kind of stuff. Don't I can't I can't watch comedians that say the N word a lot like Eddie Griffin and guys like that because you know then you're quoting them and you're like oh I can't say that so. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't watch so i like clean com- you can't clean. tell the jokes that, you're right say, i can't tell them jokes so i don't like you that's no, fair hey man no, that's I, fair. it's not that i don't like them i think they're funny but i can't listen to it because then the word is in my head all the time and i i, I can't be that i can't have that it's, it's wrong so uh it's not that i don't think they're funny i just i if I keep hearing it, you can't, you know, it's like movies, man. You quote the lines and and you can't quote the lines. You only know so, that. I got you, brother. So here we go. So here's one that I saw in person back in the mid 90s. And I, I hate having him on this list, but he was funny and he was clean. And I paid money to see him. Bill Cosby. <laughs> he was a funny comedian. He was very good on the stage. Uh, number on my $5 bill, I got Jim Jeffries. Australian guy is funny as hell. Funny as hell. Does a big uh, bit about gun control, which you might think is funny, but uh, he's hilarious. Number 10, on my $10 bill, I got uh, another, a woman, Angela Johnson. So you might know her from uh, Mad, was it Mad TV? She played Bon Kui Kui. I don't know if you know that one or not. She's hilarious. She used to be a Raiders cheerleader. So, and okay. she's lat- she's Latina, and you know I like my Latinas. So I was like, also, who are these people David talking about? But then you say Latina. I'm surprised she ain't on the hundred dollar bill. Well, Jim Jeff, I mean Jim Jeffries and Angela Johnson probably got five specials each on Netflix. So if you don't know, look them up. Uh, another one with a lot of specials on Netflix: Ricky Gervais. He's English, hilarious. Uh, number on the fifty dollar bill. On the $50 bill, Robin Williams. So, Cocaine Line for Cocaine Line, one of the funniest guys that ever got on stage. <laughs> so, did a lot of cocaine in his day. Uh, <laughs> the most energy I've ever seen of anybody on stage. And, and uh, now we know why. So, <laughs> and then on my $100 bill, uh, for somebody who, if a, if, one, if a special comes on Netflix, I'll sit down and watch, watch it right away. Uh, when everybody else's Netflix, I'll have in my uh, special, I'll have in my Netflix queue for like a year before I finally say, all right, I'm going to watch that tonight. But if Chappelle comes on, I watch it that day. So my $100 bill is Dave Chappelle. All right, that's a good list, man. With the like Dave Chappelle it. part. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean... Chappelle was on my list, man, but I wanted to represent everybody. These are rough times here in America, so I had to represent for the white people and the black people and the females, or Chappelle would have made that list. But, 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 Chappelle has not made me laugh as much as the other people on this list. So I, I mean, like, that's just, I mean, you know I mean? I like Chappelle stuff, but the last, the last couple, and I understand, I'm not mad at him for this. <laughs> Because it is what it is. It was very um, social, political, yeah. if you will. Yeah. yeah, and that's a good thing to do. That and that's hard to be that social, political, and still be funny. You, I have to give them props. But sometimes I don't want to listen to my comedian, and he, I, I, I want to disconnect from all of that. So that's the you. real reason. That's why Chappelle didn't make my list. I hear you. Ain't because he ain't funny. It's just because you know your last couple. 
of shows just kind of made me just like, man, I don't want to think. I don't want to laugh right now. But I'm, but as a man, as a human, as a person, I'm glad he did it. <laughs> right on. Okay. Uh, you suck is up next. What do you got? What do you got for you? Uh, suck? For, for, for you suck. I, to all the Karens out there, I had my first Karen encounter, if you will, um, at the grocery store. She wasn't too bad. She just, I just want to say to all the Karens in the, uh, here, hey man, share the world with the rest of us. You suck to all the Karens. <laughs> all right. So for my you suck, I'm going back to the bicycle trail, <laughs> which it's, it's a little bit different this time. So I was riding yesterday. I got in 20.4 miles. Thank you very much. But I, uh, I uh, was riding on the way home and, and I didn't notice this on the way out, but on the way back, I was looked up and over to my right and they got some bulldozers out there. So they're bulldozing part of the sort of a wetland area, lots of, lots of, you know, wildlife and birds. And, you know, I, I almost hit a snake yesterday, which I've, mm. I've done that three or four times. Uh, somewhere back in there, there's like wild pigs. I saw them out there running one time, which is kind of cool. You know, take, they got all this. You need to take bold. your gun. That's good eating right there, boy. You need to take uh, your gun with you. Right, right. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but then you got to wade through those snakes to go get to the pigs. So I, I'm, I'm going to pass on, uh, you know, getting hey, through man. the fields full of snakes. <laughs> Just a little wallet, a little a wallet and a pair of shoes, brother. You yeah. If you hate. see it, the grass is about three feet high, so you're not you're right. gonna you, probably you, see that. You bicycling, you ain't got no long pants on. <laughs> so, anyway, they're bulldozing some stuff out there and taking it down. Man, I hope they are not going to build stuff out there, but that's what it looks like. I don't know what they would build out there, but they're tearing up this nice wetland area where, uh, you know, lots of people come walk and bicycle and and roller skate and and do all this stuff on this trail and they're just gonna tear it all up and that just makes me so sad there are so many places in dallas you can build stuff abandoned buildings here there everywhere and they're gonna tear up this nice area and i don't know what they're gonna do with it i i'll let you know eventually what they do with it but i don't know why they're tearing it up and it's if, just horrible it, to me that they're if, doing that if i hear the words i gotta go to this new bike trail i know what happened yes so I'm moving in December. If they start putting some crappy stuff there, I don't want to see. I'm going to find a new place to live near a, another bike trail and not this one. Right on. But it, this is a really nice bike trail, man. Lots of fresh air, lots of woods, lots of trees, uh, lots of, you know, some good looking women that walk around on it. Uh, so, you know, the view, the view in all ways <laughs> is pretty good. So, all right. So here we go. Ray's rumination. Talk to me. Uh, for Ray's rumination, we're going to ruminate back to the last week with the number one pick of Zion Williams. So <laughs> I had to compile my list of how many number one picks were worthy of a number one pick that I would want on my team that I need Zion and, and I need Zion to live up to. Now, this, I went all the way back to the first one, back in the 40s. Okay. I, I looked at the whole league, right, since the beginning okay. of time. Okay. Just number one picks, not number two, not number three, because, you know, Michael was three. <laughs> just number one picks on my list. I just want you to hear this first list. I got two lists. Uh-oh. Yao Ming. Anthony Davis, Derek Rose, Allen Iverson, Chris Webber, David Robinson, Kyrie Irving, John Wall. Not, not number one worthy. None of them. 
so you know where I'm going. The only number one picks that were actually number one picks that have lived up in my opinion, in my opinion, of being number one picks was Oscar Robertson, Lou Alcindor, and Mama call him Lou. I'ma call him Lou. Lou Alcindor, Magic Johnson, Akeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal. Tim Duncan, and LeBron James. The rest of you number one picks, you ain't live up to the number one pick hype. A lot of y'all might have been close. Notice David Robinson ain't on there. You ain't worthy. You ain't do nothing until Tim Duncan got there. James Worthy, you ain't do nothing without Magic Johnson. No, no. No. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. If you're the number one pick in the NBA, you need to get up with these kind of fellas. That's the kind of production I'm looking for. Okay. <laughs> what you got? Nothing, man. I mean, this is your. This is Ray's rumination. What's your second list? What you got? That well, I gave you two lists. The first list was bums. Oh, okay. okay, I see. All right. They not bums, but as number one picks, <laughs> I mean, I don't care about your injuries. All right. I don't care about none, none of that. I only care about all-time production for 10, 12 years. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I, want you to do something. I want you to do something. Hey, LeBron James, 36? 36, 36? How old is LeBron? And he did something yesterday that has never been done. And he did it with the gray in the beard. Never been done. Nobody in the playoffs has ever had 20-plus points, 15-plus rebounds, and 15-plus. That's never been done. That is amazing to me. And the fact that not a 25-year-old LeBron did it, a 35, 36-year-old LeBron did it. That's what I need. I need 10 years of people saying, are you the greatest? If, if we ain't talking about you being the great, that's what it is when you're a number one pick. We're not drafting number 10. We... You remember this? We had this conversation about fantasy. When you get to number one pick, you can't miss. Yep. I ain't trying, man. I'm looking for all. You got to be not the best in your franchise. You need to be the. Be- you need to make people get fired in other franchises for not having traded half they squad to get you. All right. <laughs> what so you I'm, got? I'm gonna look at this. I'm gonna look at this camera right now. I'm not. I'm not looking at you, Ray. But I'm gonna look at this camera and see. Y'all see what I'm dealing with now? Y'all see? <laughs> so I think according to Ray that we should just start uh, the all NBA drafts should start at the number five pick now and we'll skip one through five. So just number five or we'll skip one through four. Well, maybe we'll start at six and, and skip one through five. <laughs> I feel bad for what Sam Bowie got picked between Michael. And oh, King. yeah. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> Listen, so, I didn't put I didn't put Michael Jordan on that list because I thought that was obvious. Being yeah. be be a be a all time, you know what I mean like Chris Webber was dope, yeah. Anthony Davis is dope. These people are, they cold blooded, but for number one, mm, he playing like a number three, number five pick or something. I need more, bro. All right, <laughs> I need more. All right. So, so Dave's dialogue this week, uh, not much, man. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit sad about something. I'm shutting down my Safer Pond business. Oh, man. Saferpond.com. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great uh, product. 
basically what it is uh, for you people that don't know is that it's a it's a uh, a safety device for ponds that you put into like a backyard water feature or koi pond or something like that. It's kind of built like a stage inside the pond so that if children fall in, they can land on this grid and get up and not drown and, you know, get out of the pond. So uh, it's a great product, man. We just couldn't make it work over here in the States. Over in the UK, they sell this stuff all summer long. There's not enough hours in the day for all the install installations they do. But since I am no marketing genius, we've been at this for nine years now and it's more or less paid for itself but it hasn't made us any money but i'm sad to be shutting it down because it is a great product and uh i had more hope for it but did you you had a business license and everything over here too right like all yeah, the you had all yeah we're an llc so and we're shutting that down this week so hmm. uh that's too bad i mean don't feel sorry for me or nothing like i said it paid for itself i'm not out any money i didn't lose anything or anything like that but uh, uh it's a great product and uh we can't. We just can't make it work here in the states. What are you gonna do with all that product, though, that you got in stores? Honestly, uh, people are probably going to contact the the maker of this in the UK and in, in England. And uh, if somebody here in the states wants it, he'll pay me for that product to send to him. Okay. So we'll just we'll make a it few bucks. Be, my husband <laughs> say we'll finally make a little cash on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so and you know we're you know over about nine years we're probably. You know, James put in the initial money, but we, we're probably about ten grand into it, and then the rest of the time it paid for itself. We had to buy the initial stock and business startup fees and something like that. And for for what James makes, that's probably you know ten grand is not really that much. I did all the work, he put in the money, that kind of thing. But <clears throat> it's not really that much over nine years. You know, about you know a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars a year, which is not really much. So uh, as businesses go, it's it's like minuscule. But uh, so that's it. You know, a little sad about that, but glad to be moving on because it was a lot of work for nothing. <laughs> did you? Uh, it's probably it's too late now, but you say you ain't a marketing genius, but I mean, I don't. On my mind, I would go to a pet store where people buy koi fish and try to like start there. Maybe like oh, I need we, to know. We did lots of stuff. We, okay. we, uh, we did mailings to like, we got a lot of our, uh, quotes and stuff from California and, and Utah and stuff like that. So what we did was we, we spent some time compiling a list of, uh, pond stores and, uh, things like that, landscapers mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. California and sent out, uh, we made, we had a brochure made and we sent out a hundred of those to these pond shops and landscapes. And, and some of those came back nobody ever called us on them. Uh, we used to do advertising on Google. Um, man, I mean, we put some effort into it. It wasn't just nothing, uh, but we could have done better, obviously, or it wouldn't have closed, you know, and we, you know, we, if, if I had another Doesn't, 10 or 15 grand, I, I could have, uh, I could have, you know, hired somebody to do a little marketing for us and see if that worked, but we didn't have that kind of capital anymore. And so, right. um, I, Mark Cuban, I if you're listening. It would have been. A, I think it's. I think it's a great business, and it's something. It, you go. You going Shark Tank in the last days. Yeah, I actually <laughs> sent Mark an email one time about this. You know, you can send emails to Mark Cuban. Sometimes he responds. He's responded to one or two of mine in the last fifteen years. But uh, I sent him one about it. I said, hey, you know, it's this kind of business. Blah blah blah. No other product in the United States like it, and there's not. We're the only ones in the United States that have anything like this. But uh, he did not respond, so he wasn't interested. So that's all right. 
I've got to imagine that I've only seen a few, I want to say like two, maybe three max of ponds or koi ponds. I know in my mind, I'm thinking koi ponds, right? That's just where my mind goes. But it's any kind of pond. It could be a a water feature, like a fountain somebody has in front of of their building. So I'm just going to imagine that most people probably think that it wasn't deep enough for that, but... But I know just having it lowers your home in homeowner's insurance. Yeah. So you spend a little money here. Well, and, it's not. It's not just money. Yeah. Yeah. On insurance, it's not just for homes. Like I, I know that we have one that's installed in the uh, Chino Valley or Chino Basin Water Conservation Project in Chino, California, and 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 you know it's kind of like a rock park with a small pond in the middle of it, and they installed this because it's like you know they have people walking around it all the time. They don't want children falling in it and drown. So you know it's um, some things like that. You know it, it's it's public spaces with with water features and fountains and koi ponds or or anything like that. It's uh, so, so how do you? How do you close a business? Like you still have all of this, and now you're like, so for instance, for example, yeah. if you haven't gotten rid of all your product in two months, and somebody call you within those two months and say, "Hey, man, I need you to come hook this up," you'd still be able to go out and do it. No, because I'll tell you why. <laughs> because I'm not paying for the insurance anymore. So our insurance ends in mid-September. So if they do it before mid-September, I'm covered. But after that, no liability insurance. The LLC is dissolved. Actually, the LLC is dissolved this week, so still we can't do it. So all I can do now is if John asks me to send some stuff, I'll send it for him. All right, that's it. Right so on, right and, on. and to close the LLC, I just contacted the people that set it up for us, which is a CPA, and they. They said, well, here's our bill. It's like $235, and they'll file the paperwork, and it's done. So right there you go. Right I was just maybe- – I, I just wanted – just in case somebody <laughs> listening wanted to know, dang, like, you know, everybody think they know how to open a business. Yeah. Everybody know how to, how to, you know, at the very least go to LegalZoom and start an LLC, but not everybody know that you actually have to close a business. So yes. even though this is a, a, a sports show, it's a sports show and variety show and all that other stuff, I just thought it'd be a good idea for you to tell people you actually got to close your business. That's right. And, or you, or you and, can still get sued. And how to do it. <laughs> so, so this week I'm going to have to shut down the website. When they tell me, hey, it's closed in the state of Texas, I shut down the website. Right on. So that's that's it. That's it. So if you want to see the website before we go, it's <laughs> saferpond.com. Saferpond.com. Saferpond. Saferpond. All right. And All right. that's the show. If you like it, don't forget to subscribe and hit like. And if you don't like it, go ahead and hit subscribe and hit like anyway. It ain't going to hurt nothing. But really, we just appreciate y'all listening to us talk about our life and sports and our life through sports on your internet, your radio, or your Bluetooth speakers. We don't do it to be attention seekers. We just two brothers talking about sports, better known to you as Preachers from the Bleachers. Peace. Peace out, guys.